Hello and welcome. You are officially listening to the Laugh It Off podcast with Megan Ulrich Krieger. Grab your wine, water, whiskey, whatever, and stay tuned for some good laughs and some tidbits to help you become the best version of yourself. Hello, hello, my virtual best fucking friends. How's it going? I literally had to pause Love Island for this shit right here um, to record this episode. I was, I'm binging. I've never really been into Love Island, but I am binging the U.S. season this time around. So I paused and I'm like, no better time than right now to record today's episode, which is all about the all or nothing mindset. This kind of came about on my Instagram earlier this month, so I kind of shared some of the, quote, goals that I have for August, and I kind of went into the fact that I'm okay with not doing all of these right away, right off the bat, like, you know, when you start something new and you're like all in 100% and then it fades in like five days, I was like, I'm okay if I don't do all of these goals 100%. It was like kind of about my morning routine and just things that I wanted to accomplish on a daily basis. And I was like, I am trying not to all or nothing myself this month. And so if I don't do all of these things, that's okay because I'm going to celebrate the few things that I did do instead of when I was deep in the all or nothing mindset. If I couldn't do all of those things in the morning routine, I would do nothing. And so a lot of you guys really, really related to that. And I asked, I was like, who, like, should we do this upcoming week's episode on it? And everybody was like, yes. So here we are. We are doing an episode on the all or nothing mindset, which I'm still working through, if we're going to be entirely honest. Uh, This concept was actually first introduced to me when I began therapy. I don't even think I ever talked about it really in my therapy episodes. Maybe I did. About my therapy journey and stuff. This was the first time, and I kind of knew this about myself, but I always just thought that what the fault in this was, was that I just set goals that are way too high. I always would just say, oh, I I set unrealistic goals or unrealistic expectations, which is like partially true. But really what it was is I would set goals or expectations. And if I couldn't do it or if I wasn't good at it right away, I would do nothing or I wouldn't try at all. And so I literally am still in the depths of working through this. I still see it a lot in my everyday life and things that I want to do and goals that I want to set. And honestly, I feel like for me, it oftentimes manifests in the nothing piece of the all or nothing. And then you just end up feeling like shit about yourself. So we're going to like dive in. We're going to work through this together, y'all. Okay. So let me walk you back to the first time I kind of remember this concept being introduced to myself. So or being introduced to me in, in therapy. Um, Oh my God. There was like, I honestly, I wish I would have taken notes during therapy now that I think about this. Cause I feel like it got brought up in literally almost everything that I ever shared with my therapist. I would like say something and she'd be like, 
that's like literally that all or nothing mindset, that black and white mindset again. That is another way that I sometimes refer to this concept as well is just like the black and white mindset. Like it's one way or the other way and not giving ourselves the grace period and not giving ourselves the gray area. Like there's so much gray area in between black and white, you guys, that we don't have to be just like one way or another way. Okay, so the first like most um, direct example that I can kind of think of is so when I was work going to therapy and working through my transition out of peer romance, I was like, I kind of knew that this wasn't serving me, but I didn't know what to do with my life. I was in a really shitty place. Like I didn't fucking know what I was going to do. Y'all know the drill. Um, I remember like kind of setting some financial goals to be like when I am at this place financially that's when I can leave pure romance, okay? And for whatever reason, it was like I had to be here. Like there was, in in that moment, in that mindset, there was like no other option. It was like this way or the highway. Like I have to be here financially before I'm able to leave pure romance because I obviously wanted to make sure that I would still be like financially successful and like able to step away from from a business like that and everything. And... I don't know if she like said what would happen if you weren't. I think she literally probably said like what would ha- like what would happen if you weren't there? Like what like really? And that's when I was and she was like or what if you're like halfway there? And we talked about it and I was like I literally could be halfway to that place and I would still be like very fine to leave, but in my mindset I was like I have to be here or there is no other option. And it was really holding me back and it was honestly setting me up for failure and it was putting me in an even shittier spot because it was making me feel like I was stuck where I was in a place where I was not happy and that I had literally no way to get out because I wasn't allowing myself to see any other option. And uh, spoiler alert, I... I did not even, I wasn't even halfway to whatever goal I set when I did leave Pure Romance. And I, I was fucking fine. Like, but it was that mindset, that all or nothing mindset where I was like, I have to be here or I have no other option that I had to work through. And, and if I had, if I had not worked through that all or nothing mindset, I literally think that I would still be in Pure Romance, hating my life and like hating what I was doing for a living. And that is just a fucking miserable place to be. And so that was the first time. And because also, like I said, I didn't, I actually wasn't anywhere near this financial, like this place in my finances that I wanted to be when I left Pure Romance. Um, And I think that is also because this place I wanted to be was quote unquote unrealistic, I guess. And so because it seemed like such a steep hill that I had to go up, I wasn't doing anything to work towards that financial goal either, you guys. Like I was saying to my therapist, like, I feel like I can't leave unless I'm I am here financially. And but yet week to week, I would I wasn't fucking doing anything about it. Like I wasn't working towards that. Like it it just I don't know. It's kind of I hope this is relatable. It's just weird, weird, weird to kind of explain being in that sense of like all or nothing. And when you're focused on the all, it is so overwhelming that you often just do nothing. And then, like I said, you fucking shit on yourself about it and you feel like a fucking failure. And that is not 
a good, healthy, safe place to be for your mental health. Another example I remember working through with my therapist um, was kind of the way that I approach feelings (laughs) and situations. And she kind of asked, like, why... Why do you feel like you have to be so positive all the time? Or like, why do you feel like you have to always look on the bright side or be this like bright, happy, bubbly person? And it's because I hate negativity. And I honestly always just thought that the opposite of being the positive, happy, bubbly person all the time was to be like a negative Nancy. And that was just not something I ever wanted to be. And that's when she kind of introduced the concept of, like, gray area instead of being, like, black and white. Like, allowing yourself to feel your feelings without even, like, having to criticize them. Like, you don't have to actually label everything that you do and everything that you feel. Um, But, like, that just because you're not happy all the time doesn't automatically mean that you're sad or depressed or a negative person. Like you are allowed to feel feelings besides happiness and positivity. And in my head, I just like did like that concept of that gray area never fucking existed to me. It was like so all or nothing. Like I have to be this way or the highway. And so that's kind of like a little gray area experience. And then the last example I'll give you guys that I kind of worked through with therapy was Obviously, at the time, I was working on um, launching my my confidence coaching business, and I was feeling very stalled in that because I was stuck in the I can't leave peer romance yet thing, so I can't take off with this coaching business thing limbo that I was in. And I felt like since I didn't have all of my other ducks in a row, that I couldn't fully take off with like one-on-one coaching. And I was sitting here thinking like I have to leave pure romance and then I have to do this and then I have to like have all of these ideas and all of these curriculums and all of this shit put together before I can launch this coaching business. And my therapist was literally like, why can't you just like, like what is step one? And I was like, oh, probably like calling back the 15 women that are on the wait list to be coached she's like why don't you just start there like why don't you just start with making those calls and then seeing where you need to go whereas I was literally paralyzing myself with this all or nothing thinking that I had to have all of this other shit done before I could do this thing and so that's just kind of when it was first introduced to me and it was it honestly became laughable because (laughs) everything that I said always somehow came back to this like all or nothing mindset. So where this kind of relates to some of the August goals that I set and where we were having this conversation on Instagram is I set some August goals that I want to have a more consistent morning routine. Like I want to walk Scotia every day. I would love to lift at the gym almost every day. Um, I'd love to comb her every day, vacuum the house a little bit, and just like just have like a consistent morning schedule, maybe journal, do some gratitude, things like that. And it is now when this episode is coming out, Jesus, almost halfway through August, kind of August 10th. Okay, I have not done any of these. I have. Well, I have not done all of those things in a singular day. Oh, and I I wanted to like pack my lunch and eat a high protein breakfast, okay? So like, but every day so far in August, I've done 
one to four of those things. So most of the times I've walked the dog. Um, most of the times I've eaten a high protein breakfast. Uh, not a lot of the times have I packed a lunch yet. That's fine. Uh, but like I was celebrating the things that I was doing instead of focusing on the things that I wasn't. Because if I was still in that all or nothing mindset, I would have already resorted back to just sleeping in until 10 minutes before I had to wake up. Whereas now doing a few things on that goal list of what I want to do in my morning routine is so much more fucking beneficial in the long run than doing nothing. Like who gives a shit that I haven't been to the gym yet? Like that's okay. Whereas I would have set all of these goals and been like, this is my new morning routine. Then I would have gotten a week into August and I would have been like, you're a piece of shit. You're lazy. And I would, because I didn't do all of the things I said I wanted to do. And I would have gone back to literally doing nothing. And that's what I also think. I'm going to go off on a different tangent. This is why I also sometimes think that like even self-care, self-care, hustle culture, um, like personal development, like some of these things sometimes veer on the line of toxicity to me because me a year ago would have been like, you're breaking those promises to yourself. Like you have to put yourself first. Like sometimes I literally think we can spin self-care into literally shitting on ourselves when in reality, self-care is celebrating the shit that you do do. Self-care is giving yourself that gray area, giving yourself that wiggle room. It's not being like, fuck you for not following through on your promises to go to the gym. Like you are not valuing your body, like blah, blah, blah. Like that's the shit that I would have said in my head a year ago if I had set all these goals and not done anything to to move forward with them. It's almost like kind of what I did with this podcast too. I feel like if I had been a year ago and going through all of this stuff and I hadn't had the enlightenment about um, the all or nothing mindset, black and white thinking, blah, blah, blah. As soon as I started becoming inconsistent with this podcast, I would have totally, it would have just been dead. It would have been done. Whereas I knew this was something I still wanted to do. It was just a matter of making the time and being in the right mental space and all that stuff to do it. And that's why I never let go of it. And I, I let myself have that grace and that gratitude. I celebrated each time that I did sit down to record an episode versus being like shitting on myself for missing a week or for taking time off. And old me would have literally just thrown in the towel and been like, I was dumb to start this. I'm not consistent enough to commit to something like this. And that's just not true. That's just not true. So how can we kind of go about fixing the all or nothing mindset, first thing I would say is recognizing it. Like I didn't recognize that I was doing this and bringing this mindset to the table and almost like everything I was doing in my life. I had been all or nothing for all seven and a half fucking years of my peer romance business. Like that's, and that's why I'm still working on it today. That's a lot of unlearning. Every goal I ever set, like the last eight years of my life has been from an all or nothing mindset. 
And what that does is it literally sets us up for disappointment and it sets us up for failure. And that doesn't mean that we can't set big ass fucking goals. Because that was the other thing too, is I thought I was under the impression that if I stopped this all or nothing mindset, it would mean that I'm like giving up on my goals or not setting goals high enough or whatever. Quitting the all or nothing mindset doesn't mean that you can't set big fucking goals. What it means is that you give yourself grace to achieve them one baby ass step at a time. And you don't throw in the towel the first two times you try or if you try and you fail or whatever, okay? So I would say step one is just recognizing it in yourself and in the things that we do. Um, step two, in my opinion, I think starts with the setting of the goals. Okay. So when you're deciding like, Hey, I want to incorporate this, or I want to try and start this, or I want to do X, Y, and Z. Ask yourself why? Cause if you're doing it just because you think that's what other people want from you, or you think that that's what you have to do to be socially accepted, um, you know, career, accepted in your career, like whatever. You're, you're going to set yourself up for failure. You're going to set yourself up for the nothing side of the all or nothing. Because if it's not really what you want, you're going to do nothing. And then again, we're going to feel like shit about ourselves for doing nothing. Okay. So recognizing it, evaluating what, like what you're actually like doing, setting these goals for. Okay. So going back to the basics, back to the beginning, recognizing that. And then I think once you're in the habit making or you're in the thick of it, celebrating the stuff that you are doing. We're so quick to look at the things that we're not doing. And we in society, and especially as women in society, have been conditioned to basically value ourselves based on productivity. So I think in this all or nothing mindset, we really need to devalue this concept that like productivity is everything. Productivity is what makes you successful. Productivity is what makes you a good wife, a good mom, a good employee, a good business person, a good student. Like is productivity important? Yes. But is that the basis of our worth? No. No, it's not. And so I do think we need to unlearn that to a certain extent as well, in order to be able to even celebrate the little wins that we're doing. If we don't celebrate ourselves until we've done the all part of the all or nothing, one, a lot of the times we don't, like we, we don't even make it there, right? And two, if we do, our brain automatically shifts the goal. Once you've accomplished something, your brain automatically jumps to the next biggest, better thing. So you you literally minimize the stuff that you have done. And then last, I think, just really embracing the gray area, living in the gray area, not having to be black and white, not having to be one way or the other, not having to be all or nothing, 
become comfortable with living in the gray area. The gray area, I think, is sometimes scary because it brings a lot of unknowns. Whereas when we're living in the black and white, we're kind of given a rule book, right? So for a while, I had this rule book of like, I'm the happy, positive one. I'm the person who people come to. I am the goal setter. I am the goal getter. I yada, yada, yada. Living in that side of my black and white gave me a playbook. It gave me rules to follow. It gave me ways to live. But the reality of that is that we're not always the happiest on one side of the coin only. And you also know what the opposite is. Okay, so for me, that opposite was non-productive, negative Nancy. Like I knew all the things I didn't want to be. So there's kind of a rule book over there. There's no rule book for living in the middle. There's no rule book for living in the gray area, for giving yourself grace, for taking your time. Like take your fucking time. So who cares if I set these morning routine goals of things that I want to do? I set it for the month of August, okay? Who cares if I don't perfect this morning routine until the beginning of October? At least I didn't give up like, and I didn't stop just because I'm like, oh, these are my August goals. Like that, that doesn't mean that even if I don't accomplish all of those things by the end of August that I'm a failure because like I said, I'm still doing more than what I did before. And that's also where um, my therapist gave me a book recommendation. Me saying, if I don't perfect this made me think of it. Brene Brown wrote a book that's called The Gifts of Imperfection. And I think I think when we can really embrace our imperfections, that's when we can, we have an easier time living in the gray area. We have an easier time giving ourselves grace. We have an easier time celebrating the small stuff, not being so hard on ourselves. Because striving for perfection quite literally only sets us up for failure and only sets us up for disappointment. So... I hope that was helpful. That's kind of everything that I had written down, like some bullet points that I wanted to cover. Just a little bit, yeah. We covered like kind of my experience, how I came to to learn about this, and just some of the things that I've done to cope and deal with it. And honestly, sometimes I think we just come to this podcast for some solidarity, to know that you're not alone. And that's what I really found on Instagram was a lot of people were like, oh my God, I'm like this too. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that this was so common. It's really fucking common. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Um, And you know what? I would love to actually come back to an episode like this because this is something I'm still very much working on. So I'll leave you guys there. I feel like I want to keep talking, but I don't really have, I don't have anything else like laid out to talk about, but like I literally think you can apply this to anything. Like I was even thinking about like my, we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of my self-love journey, kind of starting this body positivity platform like all of that stuff. And I didn't have my body confidence shit figured out at the beginning. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to try and I wanted to take baby steps. And I also honestly probably at the time thought it was going to be a faster process. But now that I'm here two years later, I still don't have it all figured out. 
But if I knew, if I knew back then, like, oh, bitch, it's going to take you years to get this figured out, to get to where you want to be with your podcast, with your, your social media, with your coaching business, I wouldn't have started. But I'm glad I did. Like, I think the first step to all of this is just fucking starting, okay, and not judging yourself. I don't know. That was kind of a rant, a ramble, a rant. Um, but okay, what I was going to say, what I was meaning when I said this, the body, bringing in the body positivity example or the body acceptance example is I think sometimes when we think of things as destinations instead of journeys, like body acceptance, if you think like, oh, I can't figure out how to accept my body fully. So like, why even try? You can apply it to something like that. Um, if you're somebody who is like, I want to start going to the gym, but I don't know what I'm doing. So why even try? Like that, like we can literally, you can literally apply this all or nothing concept to anything in your life. And it's not going to do you any good. Like I think I just, I'm giving you permission to explore the unknowns, to explore the what ifs, to explore the gray area, to explore failing. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It does not. Life is actually so much easier and a breath of fresh air when we're not focused on the other nothing. So, okay, that's where we're going to leave it. I love you guys so much. I'll see you in two weeks, okay? Uh, beginning of September is when we go back to the monthly schedule. I'll see you in two weeks in August and then that first week of September and then we'll be back. So, I love you guys. I love you. I love you. And we'll chat soon. Bye.